What's up, everybody, and welcome to our Winter is Coming review. I am Mike Fend. I'm joined, as always, by Brad. Brad, how you doing? I am excellent. How are you, Mike? I am... I'm enjoying myself. I'm enjoying myself. Last night's episode was amazing. It's been a interesting uh, week for... Well, I mean, it's not that interesting, but for wrestling. But it's it's been... It's been fun. We had some news. Um, we we got the news that Kevin Owens, surprisingly, in my opinion, re-signed with uh, WWE. So that was surprising in terms of like, I don't watch WWE, so I'm bummed for that. But I'm happy for him and his family because yeah. he he made a, he would have made a ton of money. Yeah. I just hope they... I hope they use him better than they have so far because I don't think they've used him well mm-hmm. since he's come up from NXT. He's always been the for me. He's been the understudy to them, to the main guys. Yeah. Well, he had the top title for a little bit, but he still wasn't like the top yeah, guy. Sort like, of like for like less than a month. Yeah, he didn't have it for very long. But yeah, I'm just glad he got. I saw how much his contract was for. So good for him for getting. Oh, that much how much was it? It's like two to three million a year or something like that. Jesus Christ. Well, yeah, yeah. that's what he did. That's that's fuck off money. Mm-hmm. Like that, that. That's fuck off money. That's uh, that's the only, in my opinion, that's the only way they were going to get him to not leave and go to AW. Mm-hmm. There was no other way it was going to work. Yeah. Like they had to overpay to an, to an obscene amount. Mm-hmm. To the point where it would be irresponsible for AEW to match, yeah, and al- and honestly for his family, irresponsible for him to decline it, mm-hmm. for sure. And yeah, and uh, we, and also we know how the AEW guys think of WWE, and that's not badly. Mm-hmm. Um. As I've said before, like I read the uh, the Young Bucks book, they said like they were like as close to signing with WWE as you can mm-hmm. before AEW, like before Tony Khan really convinced them. They said them and Kenny, like they were they were there, like they were. If Tony Khan didn't exist, that was it. They they were in WWE. What by a now. weird world that's in. I know, right? I'm not watching wrestling. (laughs) I'm not watching wrestling right now. I'm not doing this podcast. Yeah. I'm maybe watching NXT. Who knows what NXT is at this (laughs) point? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it'd be, I'm, I would be not as happy. I will, I can say that. Yeah, that'd be a weird world. Because I don't, yeah, AEW for me is what I always wanted. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, especially when we get talking about this first match. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, it sucks. I want to. I wanted a Mount Rushmore reunion so bad, and I wanted to. I think I even talked about it on here. Get the Killstein Kill shirt that I missed out on if, whenever he opened up his um, pro wrestling tee shop again. But hey, he's got kids. I got a kid, so I understand that. You, yeah, I mean, you get that money. <laughs> I was gonna say everybody's got to make rent. He can make mm-hmm. rent regardless. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but now he. This but yeah, it's like his type fam- of money where his kids don't have to worry about making rent and stuff. His family's set for life. Mm-hmm. I just hope that he doesn't get cut at some point. Yeah, that would be terrible. Because other people who signed big contracts, Braun Strowman, Braun Strowman signed a big, huge contract similar to this. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Bray Wyatt, I'm sure, was on a big contract when he got cut, and he was their biggest money maker. So, who knows, man? Yeah, who knows at this point? I just, I hope that he gets creatively satisfied. Me and, too. Uh, yeah, hope it's good for them. Mm-hmm. I hope they, like, I hope they give him the respect he deserves. For sure. Like, he had the belt for a minute and then lost to Goldberg. Was was it Goldberg? He yeah. just took a spear and that was it. Yeah. Like he got WCW'd, mm-hmm. like the WCW Goldberg treatment. Spear, mm-hmm. jackhammer. I was like, really? You're going to do that to Kevin Owens? Come on, yeah. man. When they really had like, him and Chris Jericho had like the best storyline on Raw. They really should have done it for the world title, but they didn't for whatever reason. But and, I don't know. <laughs> just as, he just seems like he's the guy that they have their top guy go over all the time. Mm-hmm. And like Kevin Owens should be a top guy. Make him a top guy. He's not like the. He shouldn't be the B plus. Yeah, I was gonna make a joke, but I don't even know how to. Never mind. I was gonna say something like, "Oh, so you want to go to AW with all the comedy stuff?" But I don't. I hate all that stuff. I don't even want to joke about it. <laughs> like they yeah. do with Adam Cole. <laughs> like I hate it. That's stupid. <laughs> like and like. Oh, you mean the comedy stuff, like the Festival of Friendship? Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah, so AEW this week uh, popped a very good number when you consider the past few weeks since they've since they started airing the uh, the West Coast at five o'clock. They've been in the like I think sometimes dropping below eight hundred thousand. I know the last two weeks is in eight hundred thousands, but I don't yeah. remember before that. So it, but this week they uh, they didn't hit. Well, they sort of hit a mill. They averaged around nine nine fifty mm-hmm. for the episode, which is again really good considering you're basically not getting the West Coast. Yeah, because well, the West Coast starts at five, so people are not even really home from work yet and stuff. Yeah, most people are at work, mm-hmm. and then the other people are on their way home, mm-hmm. and so yeah, so you're missing out on a large chunk of your audience especially when you consider that their audience is largely in their 30s their Mm -hmm. 20s and 30s they're all at work um yeah so and i think they had been saying that the uh they had been doing very good dvr numbers so like once you bring in the dvr they're well over a million which i believe that so this probably did very very well Mm -hmm. and they said that the main event which was the opener basically um it topped out. It's it started high in like the in the mid nine hundreds, and then by the end of it, ended up over a million by the end. So yeah, that's very that's good. Awesome. Yeah, and that's good to hear because this isn't Kenny Omega, this isn't John Moxley, mm-hmm. this isn't Chris Jericho, this is Hangman. And this is Brian Danielson, which means that people have bought into Hangman and Brian Danielson's working. Yes. So that's good. For sure. That's for sure. uh that bodes well for the future. And I like to hear that. And it just means that when they go back to TBS and they've said that once they go to TBS, this West Coast thing is done. They're not doing that. Oh, this I was a, I was gonna ask that if it's still this, Yeah, this is a TNT mandate right now and that's that won't be the case with tbs Hmm. 
So it sounds like they might have a little more wiggle room with what they do when they're on TBS. Because mm-hmm. Tony Khan has also said that the the look of the show is going to be different as well. Or that means they'll bring the house lights back up. That, that's honestly what I'm hoping. I'm hoping for that. I'm hoping maybe for a decal on the, uh, like some sort of writing or a decal on the canvas. Because mm-hmm. they've been trying it with Rampage. Yeah, so I, don't I like it on was... Rampage. I think it looks good. It looks great. I think it it's always nice to have something on the on the canvas. Yeah, that, that's why one reason I like to watch Lucha in Mexico because, like, they have like sponsors on their ring. It makes it look like a like a real fight. It's kind of cool. Yeah, and Japan, mm-hmm. the Japanese uh, rings are always the nicest. Yeah, they're vibrant. It's not just gray. I don't mm-hmm. don't make it gray. Like, do I don't know? Make it uh, spice it up a bit. Like they even. The multicolored ropes. I miss those. Yes, man. I love the multicolored multicolored ropes. They're good. Or the white in Japan is super nice as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and now, before we get into games. Dynamite, we have to talk about what were what was your thoughts on the one called Hook? Oh, his debut last Friday was amazing. Everything, everything just was great. Like he was so crisp in the ring. He had his character down. Uh, his theme song was incredible. It makes me feel like he should be a Street Fighter Three character, with like the the jazzy type hip hop to it. Uh, yeah, uh, shout outs to Fuego del Sol for selling for him like crazy. Made him yes, like, he did. But yeah, he did awesome. He did real awesome. Yeah, it, he was. Just, I was struck at how much presence he had. Mm-hmm. Like he had so much confidence and he seemed so Mm self-assured in there like he knew exactly what he was going to do he knew that it was going to be a success he knew people were going to pop for him he acted like he he'd been doing it for 10 years um he he was so smooth he was so smooth in the pacing of the match and his moves were so unique like nobody does those moves, and the only person to do those moves before him was his dad. Yeah, and if anything, he was doing Taz, but a little more athletic. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 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 Taz. Like the Taz the roles that he was doing, the yeah, transitions. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. my God, like not he's not just grabbing a guy and doing like a wicked judo throw. He's grabbing a guy, capturing the wrist, rolling over him, twisting him around, and then like dropping him. Up. I was like, Good God. Mm-hmm. Taz wasn't out there doing all these rolls and like transitions. He was just brute forcing it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Taz's brute hooks um, a little more like water fluid, but still yeah. great. Finish him off with the the Kajahajime. I can't, I can't ever pronounce this. Kajahajime, I think. Yeah, the Kaji Taz Hajime. mission. But Taz said, "Oh, it's renamed to the Red Rum." So he's gifted his move to Hook, which is awesome. Taz sounded oh. like. The proud dad on commentary was awesome. Oh my god, you saw that photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From behind Taz with his silhouette standing up clapping as mm-hmm. Taz was walking to the ring. Mm-hmm. It's just the most beautiful thing. Like you could frame that and put it on your wall. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a really uh really nice thing they did. Yeah, so good. Hook yeah. is he's he's got made. It. He's yeah, made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. gone from meme to uh, gone from a meme wrestler to an actual yeah, legit star. Yeah, overnight. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I saw some people saying that I, they weren't impressed, but I think they're just trying to troll. 
but no, pretty much universal universal praise from him. So that, that that's bad faith stuff. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's not that good. No, shut up. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. Some, some people just don't like to see other people enjoying things. Well, it's like there's certain people. Whenever there's a big thing that's happening that people are happy about. They just kind of, they got to come in and devil's advocate it. Mm-hmm. It's just what they are. That's their character. That's what they do. Yeah. And I don't have time for it. Makes them feel cool. <laughs> yeah. Me either. Yeah. Can't wait to see more hook. They they need to have hook wrestle every week. Instead of, well, no, I don't want to say instead of Danielson, because the match we had, we're about to talk about is amazing, but can't wait to see hook again, wrestle again. Yes. What, what I would love to see is I want to see hook versus Dante. And Hook versus Leo oh, yeah. Rush. That's what I want, based off of where that storyline is heading. That's what I want. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Hook versus okay. Dante will be incredible. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so let's let's get to the show. This was incredible. I have the most notes I've ever taken for one match, mm-hmm. so I, I can't possibly use all these notes. I was just taking them on my phone as it was happening, but this match, just tell me, tell me, tell me your what you thought of this match, your um, initial reactions, or what I loved everything about this match, including the finish. I know that was like the most divisive part; people were complaining, but go outside or something because this match ruled. Uh, yeah, I. It's funny because it was December fifteenth when this show aired, and I saw wrestling websites and people talking already about their match of the year and hangman and Daniels and said, oh, wait just a second. We got something for you to watch. And then, so it's like, wow, Danielson is just having like his short time in AEW. He's already wrestler of the year to me. Mm-hmm. Just like the amount of incredible matches he's putting on and hangman. Oh, God, I don't know. Is this match was just too awesome. Yeah. I mean, Danielson has to be wrestler of the year for me. Like, mm-hmm. Like it can't go any other way, and he's not my favorite wrestler. Mm-hmm. My favorite wrestler is Kenny Omega, and I on it. Like for me personally, I think because he is my favorite wrestler, I I think I like the for me the Kenny versus Danielson matches higher. Mm-hmm. For me, with this maybe like just below it. However, Danielson was in both those matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, th- he's in the is, two best matches of the year. This so, isn't my favorite match of the year. My favorite match is um, Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki. Obviously, my two favorite wrestlers, yes. and so of yes. course that's gonna be my favorite match. But this match is incredible. But again, th- think about what we just said. Yeah, yeah, it's Danielson. In, it's in like it. Danielson's <laughs> in every single one of the best yeah. matches of the year. He yeah. wins by default, even if he's not our favorite guy, mm-hmm. which he's he's up there for me. I, oh, for I sure. can, I can, I can hear and entertain the. Brian Danielson is the best wrestler in the world, even though he's not my favorite wrestler. And I mm-hmm. tend to think Kenny is, but like, Oh no, I, I see that argument and I agree. Yeah. I like, if you tell me he's the best wrestler in the world, I just say yes. And yeah. I nod. It's just <laughs> everything he does is like on it. It's like a couple other wrestlers that are on his level on what yes. he does. And Kenny yeah. Omega is one of them. And like, yeah. Zuchiko Kata. Yes. And maybe a couple of those that I can't think of right off the top of my head, but, it's like just everything he does has a purpose in the ring. And I loved the story of the beginning of this match too, of Danielson forcing hangman to wrestle the way he wanted to wrestle. Yeah. So beautifully done from the first time he slapped 
Hangman, and Hangman took a shot, and Danielson ducked it and started doing jumping jacks. Like yep. it just, you knew he had him exactly where he wanted him, and it was. Awesome. I love the jumping jacks throughout this because mm-hmm. this match was Danielson saying, "You can't hang with me for an hour." Yeah, you can't hang with me for an hour. Like I'm beating the shit out of you for an hour, and I'm going to stop and do jumping jacks. In yeah, between. and if you notice, I'm not gassed. Yeah, I can if you keep notice, going. Even at the end of the match, Danielson's. I mean, he's breathing heavy, but not that heavy. He's yeah. barely sweaty. Like, yes. It's like he could go. Because I, I I remember some interview saying he, he wants to do a three-hour match before he retires. Yeah. So I think he could. No, I I believe he could. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like just, he's just playing off of Hangman's anxieties, which mm-hmm. I liked. Yeah. Like uh, Hangman, like he he was out of his element. He... He got his ass beat for an hour. Yeah. Or for like 45 minutes, he got yeah. his ass beat. He did not like, have a lot of hope spots in this match. It was him just getting the crap kicked out of him. Just get, getting ground <laughs> out. Multiple I have five mm-hmm. spots. Um, just tying him up in the ropes and just brutalizing him. Mm-hmm. Busting him open on the, on the pole, which, I mean, the ref actually spoiled that. A little bit. Did you catch that? Uh-uh, I did not. When when he was about to do it, when he was about to smash his head on the pole, the ref said, "If you do that, you're gonna bust him open." Mm. And I was like, "Don't, don't." Yeah. I, we know. Yeah. <laughs> and now out, I know it's coming. Yeah. Shout out to Hangman in that spot because it's a callback to uh, Brian Danielson versus Nigel McGuinness. I forget the year. Is an ROH. Is it really? Yeah, they unified the pure title and the ROH title, and they Danielson did that spot to Nigel. But uh, back then, you know, they didn't know about concussions and stuff, and Nigel just shoot took the pole shots to the head. It was brutal. Oh god! Yeah. Oh so god! Shout out to Hangman for not doing that. <laughs> the smarts to to take it safely. But yeah, yeah, really cool. Um, yeah, so many cool spots in this match. Danielson had a really cool Romero special. Which he transitioned into a dragon sleeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's was... um, one of my friends. He's he's not a hardcore wrestling fan, but uh, yeah, that's like his favorite move. So I texted him a gif of it, and uh, then he started watching. He's like, "Oh shit!" And he started watching after that. So. Well, that's that's where this match when they talked about the um, the ratings going up and up mm-hmm. and up. That's like the first Kenny Omega versus Okada match. Mm-hmm where people were watching it and they're like, you got to watch this, mm-hmm. tune into yeah. this. This is, they're doing something special here. And then it grew and grew mm-hmm. and grew as the night went on to the end where it was just, uh, it was a phenomenon. And it basically helped create a W. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. Yeah. I love that. Uh, hang, anytime hangman did a move or anytime he tried to do, a move a second time uh danielson was like no 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 we're not we're not doing that move again every single time he he went to the well a second time because it's an hour-long match you only have so many moves mm-hmm. unless you're brian daniels say, unless you're got all the moves yeah he'll just keep pulling out new shit on yeah you. he's got new shit that's where again hangman's out of his depth mm-hmm. you can't go for an hour with this man so when he tried to when he went for the urihara moonsault a second time no when he went mm-hmm. for the big discus lariats a second time, no. When mm-hmm. he went for like that was how he would he would cut him down. But I did love when Hangman 
he had had enough of getting the shit kicked out of him at one point and just ran through the chops of Danielson. Yeah, yeah that was awesome. Yeah, it's so cool. I, I loved, loved it. Just, like yeah. just the ultimate cowboy moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of cowboy moments, Hangman's tights cannot be understated about how amazing they were. Like buckskin on them. Yeah, <laughs> rhinestone and buckskin. It was amazing. Oh. And his little belt, his belt buckle was a little AEW championship for his tights, which was really awesome. that's so yeah. cool. Yeah, I love this shit. Um, I've been watching uh, Yellowstone with my girlfriend lately, so all that shit really uh, resonates with me in this moment. All the cowboy shit, as it, <laughs> you would like to say, yeah, just just the wildest shit. I loved. Uh, hangman had this this was like a coming of age story for hangman Mm -hmm. like throughout this match i loved it in the the end eventually he was able to overcome this guy who is a better wrestler than him who is kicking his ass to to just power through and this and to power through having his shoulder worked on the whole match to the point where he couldn't do his his buckshot lariat anymore. So he had to do, did, did he finish him off with where Brian, where Danielson did the, he skinned the cat into the lariat. Yeah. He skinned the cat into the lariat and then he went to go do the buckshot, but that's when time ran out. Okay. But he did the dead eye to him twice. He did the dead eye once on the apron and Danielson sold it like, sold it like he got shot. It was a nice, I loved Danielson also selling the knee. So mm-hmm. they were both hurt. The, yeah. the guy who does the kicks couldn't do his kicks. And every time he did, you could see him like, yeah. Cause he kicked the ring post. That's when hangman started working the knee. And he had uh he had tape on the, on his mm-hmm. left knee, which was yeah. nice from the previous match where was it? It's when he yes. wrestled Angel. It was silver. Yeah, no, silver, it was Sil- okay. silver uh, worked his knee Okay, in that yeah. match and hit him with some dragon screws and shit. And uh, in this match, uh, Hangman saw that and he he got him in a figure four at one point, which Hangman does not do. Mm-hmm. That's not in his uh, in his wheelhouse. So I really liked that. Yeah. Um, there's that massive tombstone, which that is tombstone, awesome. That was a crisp tombstone too. That was a nice. It tombstone. was a tombstone. I think it yeah. might have been a jumping tombstone. Yeah. Um. He he reversed the the gotch uh, pile driver on the apron into a dead eye on the mm-hmm. apron, which. Yeah, it's, I thought thought Danielson died. Yeah, that's what I was, was talking amazing. about. Danielson sold it like he got shot. That was such a, a good sell job. Yeah, his uh, his head looked like it fucking cracked that. Yeah. So that was. Good. I saw somebody posted a gif of it and they said "Crunchy Boy," which made me laugh. I don't know. Crunchy Boy always makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah, just uh, oh, my favorite shot of the match. Just the way the camera shot it when he was bleeding and. Danielson had his head against the turnbuckle and he was stomping on his head on the mm-hmm. turnbuckle and they zoomed in right in to the gash as yeah. it was like just bleeding out over is brilliant, brilliant stuff. I love um, it whenever he um when he first busted him open, is that when he was flipping the crowd off and stuff? Yes. During the one commercial break. I think, I think so. There's one commercial break where I think it was when he's busted open. Doctors. Were oh, when he's being seen by the doctors. Yeah, and like Danielson was playing up the crowd, just expertly, just walking around, flipping them off and stuff. And I, um, somebody in the uh, 
that was there in the crowd, I guess at one point somebody told Danielson, we don't want dragon shit. We want cowboy shit. Danielson told him to shut the fuck up or something. And everyone started laughing at him. (laughs) (laughs) I, speaking of the commercial breaks, I loved how they used them in this match. It was timed out perfectly. And it cut to a commercial break from the, uh, when he was bleeding, when he hit, when he hit the post and he left him on the outside and then he used the commercial break to have the doctors look at him. Mm-hmm. I always find that to be really effective. They, they've done that with Sammy before as well mm-hmm. in his matches. Um, I also really liked where they went to commercial break off of that dive that he took that, uh, that Brian or Brian Danielson got out of the way and smashed him through the table. Yeah. Yeah, to the announce table like sucked bad and then it immediately cut to commercial right there I'm like this is mm-hmm. really this is an hour-long match that they paced out to a fucking t mm-hmm. yeah like <laughs> it was and i like that the crowd was perfect. into it the whole time too like it wasn't mm-hmm. dead super dead hot mm-hmm. super hot um yeah, like when it got to the one minute warning, it did not feel like it had been an hour long match. Um, yeah, this is it was it was great. I love that, and I love now that the story is that Danielson couldn't beat Kenny in thirty minutes, and he couldn't beat Hangman in sixty mm-hmm. minutes, and but Hangman could beat Kenny in mm-hmm. thirty, and yeah, it's this is just it's really it's really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. I love it. But they also. I, Kenny and Hangman also can't be uh, Danielson either. So, yes, no, it, it's just it's really it's really compelling shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait to see where Danielson goes from here because it's got to really be playing. It'll it should really send him over the edge that yeah. he hasn't been able to beat either of these two guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I I loved the finish. What did you think of the finish? I loved it. I loved it too. I saw that's what most people are complaining about, but if you could do time limit draws all you want, if the matches are as good as the last two time limit draws, I don't give a shit. Here's <laughs> the thing: it's it's sports. Sports mm-hmm. have ties. Sports have draws. If you have time limits, there has to be draws. Mm-hmm. It can't be that magically every single match ends within the time limit because of fucking magic. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes the very best athletes in the world go right to the end and they tie. That happens in every sport. Mm-hmm. Um, especially combat sports. That happens where like this guy won six rounds, this guy won six rounds. It's a tie. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. And we are just over, like we're over two years and we's only in AEW. We've only had three ties. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Cause within a year, in most sports with ties, you're going to have more than three ties within a year. So this is totally fine. Yeah. I thought it, I think it really enhances the idea that the time limits matter. Um, I don't like the idea. If the time limits didn't really matter and we didn't really care and you wanted to, and you didn't really care about the rules, then yeah, you have someone come out and say five more minutes, mm-hmm. but this is sports. You don't just add five minutes Unless yeah. it's unless you're watching soccer slash football, yeah, they just keep going where you have injury time, but that's mm-hmm. different. And but, that, and again, that's one of the sports where draws 
legitimately yeah. happen. Mm-hmm. But how hype would it have been, though, if TK would have come out and said five more minutes? That would have been hype. Oh, it would have blown the lid off the thing, but mm-hmm. it undermines the time limit. Yeah. I don't so, care. I think I even told you, have all the matches go to a time limit draw tonight. Piss everyone off. I'll love well, it. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's like people want the 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 pro athletic the like the ath, the true athletic based presentation and they also don't like you can't have both yeah 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 for sure like you have records and this is involved in the records this is involved in the time limit this is involved in the rules mm-hmm. it happens in new japan it works in new japan arguably the greatest match in new japan history again arguably Mm-hmm. Like, like um, you can as in you can make the argument, not that it actually is, is that is that Okada Kenny match where they went to the time limit draw. That match is incredible. That's no joke. One of my favorite matches of all time it has, I think, the best spot I've ever seen in a match when Kenny when Okada goes for the rainmaker and Kenny's too exhausted and just faints and just falls yeah. underneath the rainmaker. So good. so good. And then I was talking to someone last night. They had that time limit draw, and then their third match in the G1 was like 15 minutes and they just beat the shit out of each other. They went as fast as they possibly could. And yeah. that's what I have a feeling when Hangman and Danielson fight each other again, they're going to do, they're just going to go balls to the wall as fast as they can. Well, here, this is my, my next point is when do they face each other next? Is it at battle of the belts? Cause supposedly that is an hour long. Again, yeah, see, they, I don't know how that's possible. Yeah. With I still all the still have to yeah. put on it. <laughs> I, unless they start it with a big match and then they're like, well, we have all these other matches scheduled. So if you want to watch the rest of the matches, go to YouTube or something mm-hmm. like that, which would yeah. be very cool. Yeah. I think they could do that. If, That'd be cool. Cause uh, that, that would make it seem special, but <laughs> what they could do if they wanted to somehow fit it all in there is have the match be like 12 minutes. Yeah. Like you think, minutes. Oh, they, you start with Danielson and, and hangman again. You're like, Oh shit, here we go. They're starting to have, Daniel, have Danielson knock him out, or yeah, have yeah, yeah. like just or, out cold, mm-hmm. or vice versa. But it suits his style a little more. Mm-hmm. Is it okay? He couldn't get it done last time, so like, like he's going, he's going I'm, balls to the wall this I'm time. I'm done playing, and just takes yeah. him out. <laughs> he's I like, I'm so. going for the head kicks first. Mm-hmm. And we would be remiss if we didn't talk about how Hangman shouted i'm gonna kick his fucking head in and then he did that to, yeah he did the stomps the daniels he did the stomps, stomps to danielson awesome. at the end which yeah. is crazy because this is danielson with the head like a fried tomato <laughs> yeah <laughs> like the, the guy with the most fragile head in the game where you need to baby him and wrap him in bubble wrap and this man is stomping on his head mm-hmm but that's another testament to how good Danielson is because every bump he takes, you're like, oh no, was that it? But he just knows how to do it. And it's like... Yeah, he's he's a professional, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this match was incredible. Here's what I think is going to happen. If I could fantasy book for a second. Yes, please. So I've heard rumors that Kenny, you know, he's out with surgery and stuff, but I heard stuff that he might be back by February. Yes, that's his, what, that's his plan. Yeah, and so what pay-per-views around February? Revolution. So you have Kenny come back, and you say, I want a rematch for my world title. But then Danielson comes out and says, listen, neither one of you dudes could beat me. I still should be number one contender. Then you have a triple threat match. 
Or... And that would be glorious. And then have yeah. Hangman have Hangman beat both of them. Yes, and then you have Hangman beat Danielson and Kenny in one match, and then boom, he's made. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. Good and job. Plus, a pay-per-view match with those three main eventing would that, that would probably sell pretty well. Absolutely, man. That'd be so good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're we should probably move on to the rest of the show. Yeah. It's funny because uh, with that being the first hour of the show, there's not that much left of this podcast. No, no. <laughs> I was looking at when I did the notes. I, I took so many notes on the first match, and then afterwards, I was like, "Oh, that's it. All right." Yeah. Well, there's one other match on the show that was legitimately good, and oh, it's the only there time two, I, there was two more. Two more, yeah, yeah, but. One I really, really loved, and I felt kind of bad. I was like, "This." That was the only time I was like, "Maybe they shouldn't have started with that match," but I get why they did for time well, and stuff. But the reason I I forget who said it, I think it might have been what culture, but they said you have to have that match. That's the only spot it could go on, because if you start the match with an hour left in the show you know you know one hundred percent that they're going an hour. Yeah, yeah. So it can only go at the beginning. If you're gonna do the time limit draw, it can only start at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. Unless it's a pay per view, then it's but like you, you know. generally know approximately when these shows end. Mm-hmm. That's what they should do for their next match. If they do it again on Dynamite, start it at the top of the next hour and so everyone's like, oh they're going an hour again and then you have it end in fifteen minutes. And then what do you do in the last bit? Wow. <laughs> but you just do, do. you're like oh we ran out of shit to do goodbye yeah yeah that, <laughs> that'd be nuts week. too like we were planning this going an hour so uh here's some clips from previous matches or something i don't know <laughs> make it seem like it wasn't supposed to happen like tank their ratings <laughs> yeah that's true never mind don't listen to me i don't know what i'm talking about no it would be for artistic sake it would be amazing mm-hmm. for the for the ratings and what TBS or TNT wants, they would hate it. Yeah, yeah true, true, true. But for me, that would be cool as hell. Yeah, yeah. Anywho, let's get to the next thing. And this was a cool little. Here's the thing AEW, everybody thought people were showing up, like debuts were coming last night. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. thought debuts were coming as well. I even said, How cool is it that we're guaranteed at least one? or two (laughs) at least one debut tonight and we didn't get any and i didn't care because AEW did a brilliant job of teasing them Mm -hmm. and and one of them is in this next segment and this is with the super click and bobby (laughs) is what i call this um yeah we have have the super click it's uh it's adam cole with the bucks and bobby fish and they say like here we are we're the super click and the bucks go oh and bobby yeah (laughs) because like he's not one of us yeah and cole says best friends you guys can't hang with us why do you even try like we've beaten you down countless times now but you know what let's just let's settle it one more time let's do an eight-man tag on rampage and and the bucks say you know what we'll even we'll even drag you you will drag trent will drag your mother sue out of that van and we will super kick her right in the face yeah, and retire like her. <laughs> I was good. You're gonna fucking retire, Sue. Jesus yeah. Christ! And then she put out a tweet afterwards. It was like, Greggy, did you see the tweet? I'm getting threats, yeah. Greggy. Did you see what she is... posted right before we got on here? I just saw somebody retweet it. It was like her working out. Like, 
try to get in shape. <laughs> oh, so funny. I love it. I love that she's using Trent's shoot name yeah. on the tweets. Mm-hmm. Greggy, I'm getting threats. Yeah. How do, how do I get this tweet to Greggy? Mm-hmm. That's so, so funny. And then Adam Cole brings out this little box and he says, and next week, um, we have this match on Friday, but next week, next week on the 22nd for the holiday episode, we have, we're going to give a Christmas gift to the Bucks. It's going to be the greatest Christmas gift. And why don't you tell these folks who's in the box? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Kyle Riley because yeah, he Kyle Riley. Out... There's a little tiny Kyle O'Reilly in that box. Yeah, yeah. He tweeted out a gif of Brad Pitt and Seven. What's in the box? So, unless he's <laughs> yeah. master trolling, it, I mean, it, it makes sense that he's showing up. My favorite thing, my favorite thing would be if they open up the box and it's a Kyle O'Reilly action figure or something. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's Kyle O'Reilly? Mm-hmm. I saw someone, I think it was, uh, I think it was also what culture they were like, what if it's the arm, what if it's an armband? That'd be hilarious. Like the, like the a, disputed era armband. Yeah. Like just something like that, that mm-hmm. like says that it's him or, or this is just a fucking analogy. And he's just gonna walk out, yeah. which is also fine. But yeah. it'd be funny to have like, like they open it up and it's just like. I like the armband idea. That'd be hilarious because then it that would be funny. To the or it's like AEW's been working on his figure already. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, the prototype or something <laughs> yeah. like that. They're like what the hell? How yeah, did you I'm, know? <laughs> I'm excited Damn. for Kyle Riley, Riley to come in, and then the story of. Adam Cole being torn between Undisputed Era and the Super Click, and then we mm-hmm. get another Red Dragon and um, a Red. I said Red Dragon, Red Dragon and a, a Young Bucks match again, which was they've always had good chemistry. It'll be really good. It'll be really good. I've also heard some theories that Trent looks like he might be turning on best friends, which is interesting. I saw people say that because I guess on Rampage he said I just he seemed a little this. moody. Yeah. He seemed moody. Yeah. He's and got a he sh- shirt with eyeballs on it and stuff. And he was wearing uh like first of all his head shaved so he looks a little different. Then he was uh, he's dressed darker than mm-hmm. normal, which the group's normally pretty bright colors. He looked like he wasn't he looked like he was a little upset with that Wheeler at Wheeler Yuta's presence mm-hmm. being there, sort of taking his spot. So there's maybe something there. I don't know. Yeah. Possibly. That'd be weird, though, to break up the best friends. <laughs> it would be weird, although they are a large faction. Yeah, there's, they, there's they're a pretty lot of big them. now. Yeah, especially with Rocky Romero being here all the time now. And I'm sure that's I mean, how they're going to introduce Okada into the AEWs through them, since they're all in chaos. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, so then, for that reason alone, Trent's probably not leaving the group, yeah. because the end scenario, the end game's got to be Okada. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's move on to this next match. And poor Matt Seidel. Yeah. Poor Matt Seidel. So, or poor Wardlow, depending on how you look at this. Mm-hmm. So Wardlow comes out with, again, just the heaviest music in AEW. Like, his his theme is fucking mm-hmm. heavy. I, until the guy starts singing, then I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now it's delved into new rock a bit here. Mm-hmm. Or new metal for me. But the... The beginning of that song, fucking awesome. Um, yeah, so Wardlow goes out there, 
he and Seidel start the match. Seidel is just blistering him with kicks, trying, of course, just to get his licks in at the beginning, trying to chop him down and hits him with a head kick, has Wardlow rocked, and then he goes for the leg lariat. And Wardlow just catches him midair, picks him up. He's like, we're done here. Power mm-hmm. bomb. Picks him up again. Power bomb. Three power bombs. I think he hit him with four. And then eventually Spears comes on the mic. He says, ho, ho, ho. War dog, war dog. We're not paid by the hour. Mm-hmm. Like, just finish him. Let's go home. You don't have to be a hero. Just And the crowd's booing. They're like, no, one more time. So he picks him up, hits him one more time pins him and then spears gets in the ring he's just like okay well while he's down just let me hit him a couple times <laughs> so he hits him a couple times with his with his chair which is really funny i've found i've found spears super funny since he's joined uh the pinnacle so i'm i'm pleased he's found does, his his niche does the chair gasm thing Oh yeah, so good. <laughs> and then he gets a phone call. And he's like, he's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. MJF, no, yeah, he's here. Well, no, we're in the ring. Yeah, Wardlow had a match. Remember? He's like, yeah, yeah, we're here. He's like, okay, yeah, I'll I'll pass on the message. He's like, oh yeah, MJF. Uh, he wants you to go pick up some champagne for when he wins his match later tonight, which is awesome because Wardlow's so pissed. Yeah, he's like, you can um, wear your singlet. Like, <laughs> so you I don't just... even have to get out of the car. Mm-hmm. is really good wish they did a vignette of Wardlow shopping for champagne in his wrestling gear still it's nice <laughs> because it takes them out of the equation for MJF's match mm-hmm. it shows that MJF wasn't watching Wardlow's match he didn't even know he had a match yeah um it makes it has him treating Wardlow like like a like a little bitch mm-hmm. um it is treating him like he doesn't trust him like he's trying to steal the spotlight. It's it's all very, very good. Mm-hmm. And I always go back to within the first year of AEW. Um, or just at the start of the second year after the first year, Cody was asked in one of those uh, press things, press junkets, who is... Uh, who are the two guys that you think will be huge stars in AEW that you're looking forward to seeing do their thing going forward? And what the one guy that he surprised everybody with was Wardlow. And th- this was, I think, even maybe before Wardlow's first match or maybe just after his first match. He was like, yeah. Wardlow, for sure. Yeah. Like, they have huge plans for him. Oh, and he's, he's this powerbomb thing, what they call it, the powerbomb symphony, that's getting <laughs> so over. He's going to go so over MJF mm-hmm. when he finally turns. It's going to be incredible. Mm-hmm. It's going to be amazing. The roof's going to blow off that place mm-hmm. when he finally takes out MJF. It's very Batista. It's very, very Batista. Very Batista, yeah, which worked super well for Batista. So And The Rock. Probably... And, mm-hmm. like, it's all... It's all excellent stuff. You know, I was just thinking when we were talking about him going over MJF, we were saying a couple weeks ago that, you know, AEW can't have these super long title runs. So I'm not saying Hangman gets a super long title run. Well, he gets four or five months. But what if the first, like, truly short title run is MJF? Like, he gets it, and then Wardlow turns on him and beats him for the title. (laughs) It would be hilarious. It would be really fucking funny. Mm Mm-hmm. 
be really Which, funny. We didn't talk about it in the news thing, but I guess WWE is not even WWE really, but Fox and USA are highly, highly, highly interested in MJF. They want him on a or WWE. Of course program. they do. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I want Roman Reigns on in AEW. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no shit. Yeah, I want I want Braun Breaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, not Braun Breaker. I want the Steiner. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. You of course you want the the best young talent on the other side on your mm-hmm. show. Next, moving on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Of course yeah, they to, do. To the yeah, they, but just it's just kind of crazy that his he's just talking about it on TV all the time. The bidding war of twenty twenty four. It's it's really good. It's really mm-hmm. he's going to play that up, and I don't I don't think he's ever going to go to WWE. But you know that he loves them because he's mm-hmm. already been there before as an extra. This again, this is the thing. All the guys in AEW, none of them dislike WWE. No, even, and I, all the even Eddie Kingston had yeah. a tryout. Mm-hmm. And all the wrestlers are friends backstage and stuff. They're Whenever they see people arguing about wars and stuff, they they probably just text each other. Did you see that tweet about that dude? <laughs> yeah, man, it's all it's all kayfabe. I mm-hmm. mean, they might not like how the other places run sometimes, but yeah, they still have a love for it. Mm-hmm. We all, we all grew up watching it. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so next we have well here it says that we have a FTR promo, which is I think from last week. From so last I'm gonna, week, yeah. <laughs> gonna delete that there. There we go. That's gone, but we do have a promo, and that was Malachi Black's promo. And this might be one of my favorite things I've ever seen. This is like a short film. This is awesome. <laughs> this is this is one of my favorite things I've ever seen on a wrestling television show. Mm-hmm. This was so cool and exactly what I want from Malachi Black. Mm-hmm. This is extremely my shit. Um, I love cults. I love movies about cults. I love black metal. I love movies about black metal. Mm-hmm. He's taken both of those things, put them together, and he's the coolest man in the world with his fucking kickboxing and shit. Mm-hmm. So he's walking through his his cool as fuck, creepy as fuck, palatial estate, talking about what makes a house strong. Is it the foundation, the bricks, the mortar? know what makes a house strong are the people in it people that understand that the world is a violent place and that violence is to be embraced there's no more violent species than the human race and and everyone needs to know that the house must be prioritized overall and not everyone will be receptive to the house's teachings the house will make us stronger the house always wins and you are so much more than a king and that last line He's whispering it. This he says that last line after spraying the black mist. He's dressed in black priest robes. Mm-hmm. He's given this Bible by another disciple with a mask on. I'll get into who I think that is in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, he's given the the this black Bible. He spits the mist into somebody's face with the the priest garb on. The guy. This is a big guy in a hood. A very, very large man who throws up the stuff and then he whispers, you are so much more than a king. That's Brody King. One thousand. For, for people who don't know, that's Brody King. 
former Ring of Honor, former Ring of Honor star, mm-hmm. for kind of former and uh, New Japan star as well. He yeah. still does wrestle for New Japan as well on New Japan Strong. So mm-hmm. I think we're going to see Brody King go both ways here. Yeah, current um, PWG tag champ with Malachi Black in his Tommy In persona. Yes, and also after after this promo, it was revealed by Body Slam, who broke the Brian Danielson signing and the CM Punk signing. Both of those. This same guy broke that Brody King has also signed. And, and last week I had said that Brody King changed a... He has a band as well. He's not the only guy in AEW with a band. Mm-hmm. He changed his uh, his band's tour dates to move a, a concert date off of the day of Battle of the Belts. Mm-hmm. So that is likely his debut date. If not, maybe the week before, maybe that's his first match. Who knows? Because I don't really know why Malachi Black would be on Battle of the Belts. Unless he had a match for a belt, which is possible. Mm-hmm. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, interesting. So, oh, I have a theory. I have a theory. And S- spit it on me. I'll, like I'll get to style. it. Because I have here <laughs> the first disciple, the person who had, hands him that book. Do you know who I think that is? Who do you think that is? I have no idea. I didn't even I didn't even think to think that it was a wrestler when I was watching the segment. <laughs> I think it's Cody Rhodes. Oh. I think it's Cody Rhodes. Okay. And I think Cody takes the TNT title and then he has it for Battle of the Belts where mm-hmm. we see Malachi Black and we see Brody King. Mm-hmm. This is my fan theory. Because okay. that's somebody. Mm-hmm. Like they made a point of there being the the other hooded person beside him, um, and they showed his hands. It is a man. It's not Julia Hart, who also got sprayed in the face mm-hmm. last week, and I believe that he was wearing the the priest robes for that as well. So I think when he's wearing the priest robes, he is sort of baptizing, mm-hmm. or that's the. The theory that I had heard is that when he does the whole baptism thing, that's him converting. Like it's like a ceremony. Mm -hmm. So my thinking is that, okay, so it's probably that he needs, he has to wear the priest robe. So I'm interested if he's worn them when he's spit in Cody's face one time or. I can't remember. Probably. He's spit in his face like three times, Mm -hmm. but he definitely was the week before. I noticed that when he spat, like in the photo. Of mm-hmm. him spitting in uh, in Julia's face, he's wearing that the like whatever that little scarf thing is. Mm-hmm. So I think that he's building his army, and when he's talking about the people who are in the house, he's doling out these cards on a table. So mm-hmm. he's building out his house of black. So it's one of two people that's under that. It's Cody Rhodes or it's Pac. We've- Kind of crazy if it's Pac, too. For Pac, I don't like that because I feel like Pac needs to be a lone wolf. Mm-hmm. Kind of. He needs to be his own person. I don't think he really suits. I, I think Cody being under Malachi Black suits the storyline that they've been telling. Mm-hmm. 
like he's this whole time he's been trying to corrupt Cody and 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 show the world who Cody really is. And this this whole thing that he's talking about here is is people having to understand that the world is a violent place and embrace that. He's been trying to do that with Cody the whole time. Mm-hmm. That was the whole story. Yeah. So if Cody is his disciple, I think that would be really fucking cool. That'd be pretty nuts. And I don't think a lot of people would see that coming. No, and I think it would fucking shock people. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh shit, wait, Cody's just... then. Uh, of course, it then leads down the line. Okay, when does Cody turn on Malachi? But that's fine. I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. I would love to see. Yeah. Anyways, I, that's my theory. That'd be cool. Yeah, and I don't think Pac would be a good fit. I'd like to see Pac. No. Be like the main adversary to the House of Black. I think that'd be sweet. yes. Although I th- maybe I feel like Pac is one of the when he talks about there will be some people who won't, um, who won't submit, mm-hmm. and will have to be crushed. I think he's that example. Yeah. And Julia Hart is, uh, as we said last week. I mean, oh, we can just get to it now. Um, there is a promo later on in the show where. Griff Garrison says Griff Garrison Griff Garrison Griff Garrison is with um Cancel Culture Boy. What's his name? Um Brian Pillman Jr. Brian Pillman Jr., yes. Cancel Cancel Culture, man himself. Fucking dumbest thing I've seen in my life. <laughs> like this guy can't get out of his own way. Um anyways. He um Griff Garrison says that he's coming from Malachi Black next week. He assaulted Julia Hart. Obviously, she's not there, so he's challenging him to a match. He's furious. He's kind of acting foolish. And Brian Pillman's like, hold on, man. Don't don't rush in there. He's goading you into this. This is what he wants. He says, I don't care. I have her back. He's like, fine. I know what crazy looks like. You go do your thing. Um, and if you remember last week when Julie got spit in the face, Malachi Black's tweet was the Empress draws out the fool. She's the Empress. He spit in her face to draw out the fool. Who's Griff Garrison. (laughs) Very cool stuff. I don't think Griff Garrison's going to be part of his group, but he might be, he's got to have some like lackey lackeys. Mm -hmm. Like he can't just have like Malachi or, Brody King, because that's a badass. Yeah. And he can't just have like a group of badasses. He has to have some like legit underlings. And turning to like Riverdale looking motherfuckers like Julia Hart and Griff Garrison would be really cool. Imagine like they're still goth, but they still have like Riverdale jackets. (laughs) They're black and white now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. (laughs) They dye Griff's hair black. With like antlers on the back or some shit. Yeah, that'd be, actually, that's kind of sick. I kind of want them to do that now and then sell the jacket because I might buy it. Yes. <laughs> Let, Letterman jackets are cool. Letterman yeah. jackets are cool, as lame and as the, they are. And then a goth Letterman jacket? That's even cooler. It is. It is. Yeah, man. Yeah. No, it's... There's a lot of cool stuff that they're doing here. The Malachi Black stuff is probably my favorite stuff they're doing right now. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's simmering around in weird Cody verse stuff, but I like, I would love if the Cody verse stuff just turns into Malachi Black's just no, 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 
it's the house of it's black first yeah like this it's is my, my universe mm-hmm. like you've been in my universe the whole time that'd be cool you haven't been doing anything that i didn't want you to be doing yeah i like that anyways this next match was this was this the other match you were talking about yeah I love Jeter versus deeb yeah this match is good as hell yeah this match is really good this i felt kind of bad because i mean the crowd wasn't like dead for it but they weren't as into it as i think they would have been especially for their other matches they weren't into it as much as those because i think you know they're still everyone's still tired from that hour-long spectacular match of the mm-hmm. year candidate match that we saw early, earlier in the show probably not even 20 minutes ago mm-hmm. was the danielson hangman wingman match gotta get the wingman in there <laughs> while we still can uh but yeah, this match is great. I, I love these two together. It it seems like this is the end of the feud, at least for a while, but I kind of wish they would keep it going. It's probably a bit of a forever feud, <laughs> I would I would say, probably. I thought um, Deeb probably should have won this match because she just already made at this point. Yeah, Deeb kind of still has to be made because she comes in, does really well, then has to get surgery, then comes in, does really mm-hmm. well, has to get more surgery. Um, Her gear last night, though, was that powdered blue was super nice. It was crisp. Mm-hmm. It was crisp. Yeah, this match was a brawl. Deeb was targeting that knee from the start. Mm-hmm. She did the figure four on on the around the turnbuckle uh, on the. Oh, before we get too deep in it, I like oh, at yeah. the beginning of the match, uh, 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 she did just throw in the kendo stick at Deeb before the match even started. That made me laugh. Awesome. <laughs> Reminiscent of uh, Archer doing the same thing and having it bounce off the rope and hit him in the yeah. head. Yeah. <laughs> she just chucked it at her when she was walking to the ring. Is awesome. Yeah, so good. So good. Yeah, so uh, Deeb did that thing where she does the uh, the figure four where she's lying down the steps. So she's mm-hmm. doing it on the, on the ropes and the post. Really cool stuff. Um, people always describe her as the the Bret Hart of the the current Bret Hart and of the women's division mm-hmm. in this match right now, I think it's a little bit more of she's the Danielson. Yeah. Just a little, just a little person. meaner. Yeah. And a, <laughs> a little more vicious and very systematic, which I like. Um, there was the one part where she, it looked like she was going to, she got Sheeta up in the tree of woe and she's going to do that stomp that people like to do, which is always looks kind of weird because the, person's holding themselves up in position mm-hmm. but she didn't instead she did a single leg mm-hmm. where she, where she was on the top rope and i was like i've never seen that yeah that was cool that was dope as fuck there was a neck breaker in the turnbuckle yeah that looked i mean they made it look really safe but that could have been gnarly like it just yeah it, a second off it looked like it was going to be gnarly and then when they did it i was like oh nicely done because that mm-hmm. was super safe yeah yeah um and then just the most vicious swinging neck breakers you've ever seen. And then despite Sheeta having, having her ass kicked the whole match, she's able, or Deeb, because I don't know why she did this, but she ripped off the turnbuckle, exposing the turnbuckle, and and Sheeta sort of like mule kicked her into the, mm-hmm. into the turnbuckle. She cracked her head on it. Then she got hit with a jackknife pin, and Sheeta rolled her up for the win and i thought it was really good i thought the the ending was quick it wasn't the ending i expected so i, I kind of like that yeah 
I like that too. And anything like that, you know, I said this seems like it could be the end of the feud, but anything like that, you can keep the feud going. So, yeah, it, it, they kind of do their match and then they keep them apart for a while. Mm-hmm. Then they do the match and they keep them apart for a while. But I just, I do like that it's just a feud that's not associated with the title. Yeah. With either yeah, of the I like titles, that a lot. which is nice. I, I like that a lot. They need more of that in the women's division too, just which. I don't know if the promo has already happened, but there's like a feud too with uh, Ty Conte and um, Oh yeah, that Penelope extending that feud. Yeah, going they're gonna have a submission match on Friday. I am excited uh, about that. Yeah, I am, I am excited about that. But I was just saying that I like that it's a feud that's not for a title, yes. so that, yes. that's always good to have that kind of stuff. That that is cool. That uh, I do like that Ty Conte is in a submission match because she doesn't have one and you know that she does mm-hmm. because she is because uh, she's a ju- jujitsu practitioner. You yeah, know she, that says she, that in, she says that in her promo, like you want to go against a blue belt in jujitsu, which I don't know the colors of belts. I know blue ju- blue's it's pretty gotta high. It's got to be fairly jiu-jitsu. high up. Yeah, I don't know. Otherwise, she wouldn't say that. Yeah, um, it'd be like me coming out there. You want to go in a white belt in karate or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Just um, get my ass kicked. Yeah, so I I saw someone say that I can't remember who it was, but said that this is probably a, a good way to establish a submission hold mm-hmm. for finisher for Ty Conti. And like, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Just have her have her, you know what? No, because of a few of her assets. But um, I was gonna say have her come out in a gi and do like a gi submission. Oh yeah yeah yeah. But they gotta figure out a submission that has that they can fit her name into the name of the hold, like all her other moves have her name in it. So <laughs> Peruvian necktie. Yeah, there you go, there you go, there you go. <laughs> and then uh um what's her name? Uh Thunder Rose is like, that's my move. You can't just add tie <laughs> yeah. to it. Yeah. That'd <laughs> be already... funny. That'd be a funny gimmick for someone. You already have uh, what's his name's move, um, Andrade's move mm-hmm. <laughs> that you mm-hmm. call the uh, DD tie. Yeah, that'd be funny. If she, that'd that'd be a good gimmick. Just take everyone's moves and put your name on it. That's why now I put my name on. It. <laughs> so it's just a variation <laughs> of tie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then we are. I already talked about the Varsity Bonds promo, so, promo, promo. So we'll skip that and go to Eddie Kingston's promo, and he it's pr- pretty much. Hey, I'm Eddie Kingston. I'm tired of 2.0. Fuck those guys. They keep mm-hmm. jumping me. They're jumping Ortiz. Uh, Daniel Garcia, he's ugly. So it's yeah. going to be you, my best friend, his brother, and proud and powerful versus uh, versus, versus 2.0 Garcia and whoever the fuck you can scrounge up. They're, hey, let's go. <laughs> they're having an eight-man and a ten-man tag on Rampage this Friday. They're trying to put as many people into the shows as they can. I, I, I don't know why, mm-hmm. but fine. It'll probably I, be very fun. I, I was going to say, I'm all for this because of Eddie Kingston's team is like the fucking coolest dudes ever. So <laughs> Kingston, I'm, Lucha Bros, and Proud and Powerful, like, come on. <laughs> like, I like that uh, they have to go find people because maybe they're going to find people we haven't seen before. Oh. Uh, probably not because we would have heard that spoiled already that would have leaked for sure yeah that would have leaked you're right never mind but um 
maybe Ortiz found powerful. Maybe this is a way to start that uh, with Lucha Bros Lucha versus Bros. Yeah, that'd be Proud nice. Powerful thing up again because I'm sh- they don't normally drop plans. It's a plan they had. They're probably going to circle back to it. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm thinking. I don't know if maybe, yeah, who knows why that happened when it did? It was strange. Yeah. <laughs> they never had a match. It was, yeah. it was truly bizarre. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I like anything 2.0 and Garcia are wrapped up in. It's always really good. Me too. Me too. And, and Eddie like... Kicks is so over. Like even his backstage promo, you can just hear the crowd go nuts for whenever they see him on the screen. I just like that it's New York guys versus uh, upstate New York guy and a and two guys that sound like New York guys. Yeah, two two guys from Canada that sound like they're from. Hey, I'm, I'm walking over here, and then two Mexicans. Yeah, I'm talking about New York here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'm excited about that. That's uh, that's tomorrow. So cool. Get to mm-hmm. Eddie Kingston. I like the. I'm here for. Eddie Kingston and 2.0 and Garcia being the Friday night guys instead of the uh, Hardy family office. Yes. Which speaking of the Hardy family office, that tweet I sent you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So we didn't actually, well, we, we, I guess we talked about Jeff Hardy last week, but the writing appears to sort of be on the wall that Jeff Hardy is going to be showing up in AW. Mm -hmm. Um, that's partly and that, because and also that it seems like he hasn't fallen off the wagon like no had assumed. Yeah, so maybe I don't know, maybe he just got frustrated and walked out. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like who knows what the reason is. Um maybe he had been drinking and they're just like, Jeff, you can't drink. And he's like, Fine, mm-hmm. I leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Who knows? Like maybe he was fine, but he just had a couple drinks. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, anyways, the Bucks on their on their Twitter their banner right now, it's or their wallpaper, Hardy. is Jeff Hardy, <laughs> which is okay. They wouldn't be doing that otherwise. Um, <laughs> we know that Jeff Hardy has been talking about AW while he's been with WWE, talking about how much, how much they've respected Matt Hardy and let him do his thing and treat him with respect and let him be creative. They let him do the broken Matt Hardy thing when they didn't, that wasn't really their style and they Mm -hmm. let him experiment with it and it didn't work, but they let him do it anyways. Yeah. And then they let Um, him pivot that to the big money Matt. And um, yeah, he's sorry. And he's with Matt. Now they're together. They're a family. They're doing their thing. So that makes me happy. And Matt is there out there talking like Jeff's joining him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's he's not being subtle about it. Um, it sounds like they're gonna do maybe like one final run together, which I think everybody wants. Mm-hmm, for sure. Like have a couple big, have th- two or three nice feuds, and then retire, and that's mm-hmm. fine. That's what I want. Who knows? Maybe they'll stay another five years. Who fuck? <laughs> like they're yeah. these guys are crazy. Yeah, and as banged up as um, Matt looks all the time, Jeff is like the complete opposite. Like he still looks like he could go. Yeah, he looks great. It's crazy. Another Ten to fifteen years. It's kind of nuts. But Matt yeah. is the one that's all banged up, and Jeff's usually the one that does the crazier stuff. 
Yeah, so, and with Jeff there, Matt wouldn't have to. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, so, uh, that's cool. That's fun. That looks like that might be happening. I don't know how we got onto this uh, Hardy tangent, but... Something about Twitter. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, who, who knows. Um, okay, move on to the main event. I don't remember where we were, so let's just move on. Yeah, we're on, on the main event. MJF versus Dante okay. Martin for the... I can never remember the name of it. The Dynamite Diamond Ring? Yeah, the Dynamite Diamond okay. Ring. There you go. The uh, I think it's, what, it's uh, 25,000 Dynamite Diamond dynamite diamond fuck dallas yeah, page yeah, yeah yeah taz was saying he got it appraised for him that's he was holding on to it or something earlier which is funny but then you know what i just realized Tuck saying that i loud that it ties into the end of the match so it does there you go <laughs> yep no because i mean he and starks beat down dante right mm-hmm. yeah at the end of last week so mjf versus dante mjf comes out on the mic he's he rips a fan's hat off. off. Which made me laugh. He, he <laughs> calls the place a dump. He tells Texas that they have one daughter and she swallows. Mm-hmm. Um, he says Texas is anti-education and pro-incest, um, which is fucking wild. He says CM Punk... He said if... Uh, CM, he says that CM Punk has balls, saying that uh, he only goes after low-hanging fruit, considering he saw CM Punk go out there and talk 10 minutes about a fucking hockey team. Mm-hmm. He's a real captivating stuff there, Mr. Punk. Um, he once again highlights that uh, Punk's impressive res- record against a bunch of scrubs. He says, that doesn't make you championship material. It makes you Ryback, Ooh. which was really fucking good. <laughs> I like that. He said, said Dante has the mic skills of Helen Keller on Quaaludes. <laughs> I thought I'd never hear a Helen Keller joke again, and then I heard one last night. It's like, what the Well, the, the previous one you heard was also from MJF. Yeah, that's true. MJF likes his Helen Keller jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is, like, it's like such a, like, I mean, it fits his character, but it's also such a, like, 14-year-old, like, edgy guy. Yes, joke, it is. Which also fits it his is. character. So yeah. it is again. <laughs> yes, yes, which, it does. It makes me laugh when he makes gets mad at MJ or Punk for to the low hanging fruit. But a lot of times, that's what MJF does. It's like I think he's just mad that CM Punk just did his own thing against his hometown. Oh, I mean, it's it's just uh, they're just riffing off each other's gimmicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's, for sure, it, it's good stuff. It's like, great. It's. It's funny about uh, he's like he's like oh yeah you say I have low hanging fruit Helen Keller like mm-hmm. it's it's good like he's yeah. a he's the unself aware little shit yeah the Ryback line was really good though I love that the Ryback my line was amazing um, he says that and he says that he's going to win this match once again with a headlock takeover yeah um, says, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> And the match starts with a headlock takeover. Um, And MJF, he's just relying on his smart, sneaky tactics in this match, trying to ground Dante. He's rolling out of the ring. He rolls out of the ring so many times that Dante's just like, fuck it, I'm going to jump on him. So he does does that. Does a crazy dive on each side of the ring. (laughs) Yeah. And you can tell Dante was so tired after that. Yeah, so tired, but also <laughs> could probably just go still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um He's trying to he's trying to ground Dante. 
at one point he does a power bomb out of an electric chair possession, which is cool. Um, Dante's friggin' cartwheel over the ropes and then doing his little flipping leapfrog, which sends MJF spilling onto the floor without even touching him. Mm-hmm. So funny. I love that. He just goes cartwheeling out of the thing. Dante looks like Cirque du Soleil. Um, he does all the diving variants. Um, I love how stiff, but he he flip. He's the best flyer, but he also has some of the strongest strikes. Like he really cracks off those strikes. They are vicious. Mm-hmm. Um, MJF can't deal with his speed in this match. He gets rolled up. And I counted them with seven different pin attempts within a minute. Yeah, and that was cool. They're going back and forth a bit, mm-hmm. but Dante rolled them up seven times in seven different ways. It was great. And MJF, like he, like enough is enough. He just powers up, relies on his power um, to, to power out of it. Dante hits a springboard moonsault, but Starks pulls MJF. For the pin, he does his springboard moonsault that he always does off the ropes, and he's he's about to get the three count, but uh, Stark shows up out of nowhere, pulls MJF's arm onto the ropes. I'm fine with this. It makes sense story-wise. Then MJF mm-hmm. uses the distraction to get the Fujiwara armbar to submit um, Dante Martin. Good stuff. I liked it. Surprisingly, FTR came out, or at least not surprising, but it's been so long since we've seen them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With MJF that I pretty much was just associating them with Andrade at this point. Yeah, me too. So they come out to celebrate. The lights go out. And they're like, okay, here comes the debut. I don't know who it is. Whatever. I was thinking the Briscoes since the FTR came yeah. out. I was like, oh, that's why they brought out an FT or FTR so the Briscoes could come out. No, it's Sting and Darby. And they're... Uh, Sting and Darby got overwhelmed. I got underwhelmed. Um, Second year in a row, Sting debuts. CM Punk <laughs> runs out with an awesome pro-choice shirt. Yeah, in um, Texas, which is awesome. With a bat. He chases them off, and then he he yells about challenging uh, MJF and FTR to a six-man match with those six men who were in the ring. Which mm-hmm. is fine, but they kept hyping up all night that uh, that Tony Khan had a big match a announcement, announcement at, like a huge announcement at the end of the show, and they're and then they're like, and this is the announcement that Tony Khan had. It's that these guys who just interacted now, he already booked the match an hour ago when we were talking about it. It didn't make any sense. Yeah, like why are you telling me that Tony Khan has a huge match announcement when the inter when the confrontation really hasn't even be... happened? The CM Punk MJF one on one match. I thought it was just going to be he's he's booked FTR versus the Briscoes, Briscoes for Battle yeah. of the Belts. Yeah. That would have made sense as a match that you booked ahead of time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Didn't really make sense. That yeah. was that was the only part of the night I didn't like. Yeah. Because after every match, after every segment, they're like, "And stay tuned for Tony Khan's big match announcement." Mm-hmm. Why is he booking a match before they have an interaction? Yeah, he just knows. It doesn't, like he, didn't make it's any like sense. he writes the show. No, I'm <laughs> it, it didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So is and, oh, go ahead. No, no, go. Oh, mine wasn't about this segment. It was about next week. 
Oh, so was mine. No, oh, <laughs> I was just going to say, is Dynamite on Wednesday or Saturday? Because I thought I heard that Christmas one was Saturday on Christmas, but now I saw graphics that said Wednesday. No, what it is is the um, the Dynamite is on the 22nd, mm-hmm. and the Rampage is on Christmas. Oh, okay, okay. So the Rampage next week, and there's only one match booked for that. That's Cody versus Sammy. It's going to go an hour, Cody Sammy. And that's I'm where I think Cody. I think Cody's going to take that. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> I think Cody is going to take the belt, and I think mm-hmm. he's going to be a heel taking the belt. I think that's I think that's the official turn of Cody. Is okay. uh, is Cody winning that belt, and then maybe Malachi comes out, and who knows? That's my prediction. I got you. That makes sense. Okay, but for this Friday's match, which has already happened, so don't look it up, we have Ty Conte versus Penelope Ford in a submission match. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's a twist. We haven't really, I don't think we've ever, we've only seen one submission match. Mm-hmm. That was, I believe, or maybe we haven't. No, I don't think we've seen one yet. Mm. There was that yeah. match with, uh, with Moxley and MJF, but I believe that was just that he couldn't use the uh, paradigm shift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he ended up doing it anyways, which is funny. Okay, and then we have Eddie Kingston, the Lucha Bros, P- Proud and Powerful, versus 2.0, Daniel Garcia, and two partners of their choosing. I hope it's not HFO, but we'll see. Because <laughs> it always ends up being HFO yeah. when they do those. Um then we have Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, the Young Bucks versus Best Friends, Orange Cassidy, and Rocky Romero. That match should be fun. Both those matches should be fun. Oh, um, yeah. Not really matches that I want to stay up until 11 o'clock watching. Yeah, we didn't I'll talk about honest. either. They announced that Dan Lambert's going to be on there, too. And it's like, oh, oh fuck off. No, thank <laughs> you. In general, tomorrow night's show is a... And... If I can't think of anything else to be doing with my time, I'll watch it's it. Kind a, it's of a more of a, I'll probably watch this on Saturday morning because I'll DVR it and then I'll watch it maybe, Saturday morning. Maybe I will mm-hmm. while I drink my coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. It, it really depends how I feel tomorrow night. Okay. But then looking at the, the next week, this is more interesting. This is where we have Malachi Black versus Griff Garrison. I'm excited for that because of all the story implications with Malachi Black. Killing he's telling a cool goth Riverdale jackets. Yep. He's uh he's telling a cool story. I want this. I again I checked to see if the hands that were handing the book were female hands. They were not. They were big meaty man hands. Mm. I think they're Cody Rhodes' hands. Mm. I thought I'm I, I'm saying it's either Pac or Cody. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't think it's Pac. Okay, then we have CM Punk, Sting, and Darby versus MJF, FTR, and Dax, or MJF and FTR. That's fun. I don't really thought we kind of blew this one off a bit, but maybe not. Uh, MJF seems like he should be done with Darby Allen, but no, sorry, he's going after Punk, and then FTR. Oh, fine. FDR feuding with Darby and Sting seems strange to me. Did they wrestle at Grand Slam? Wasn't that a match at Grand Slam? 
Was it after? Yeah, they did. It might. I was gonna say, am I remembering that right? <laughs> no. Yeah, you are. It might not have been Grand Slam though. I think it was maybe a bit after that because. Okay, I I remember it happening though. FTR was still hurt then, weren't they? Yeah, I'm gonna look this up. Or maybe not. FTR. It could have been Grand Slam. I know they they did they did have a match. I just can't remember when it was. And then the. You look that up. I'm going to talk about this next thing. The the yeah, next thing is slam. okay, cool. And the next thing is Adam Cole's gift for the Young Bucks, which is Kyle O'Reilly, or for a little sure. miniature figure of Kyle O'Reilly. For sure, a little WWE branded figure. That'd of be Kyle hilarious O'Reilly. if it was just a WWE figure. <laughs> that's that's what I want. That's really funny. It's like yeah. they open it up. They're like. What? This is just like a packaged, like a WWE branded figure of Kyle. Why would you give this to us and then turn around? So, and there he is, or something. Yeah, it's, it's the only way I could get one. They, we haven't made one for him yet, or something like that. <laughs> Although, I don't think they're turning on the Bucks yet. No, 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 no. no. I think, I think they it's going to be where they all try to work together, but yeah. they're they're going to be pulling Adam Cole apart. Yes, it'll be like the. Um, like the uh, Bullet Club stuff, where yeah. Kenny was conflicted and everything, and he didn't know which way to go. Mm-hmm. Does he go with the Bucks, who are angry at him, or with these guys, who are also angry at him, or yada yada? I think yeah. it'll be cool. Um, interesting that we only have three matches, so we are still due a women's match. Um, when are the TBS matches happening? They gotta be happening soon. The TBS show starts in like two weeks. <laughs> they, there's gotta be one on Dynamite next week for the, T, the TBS tournament. I feel like they would have announced that. Yeah, that's true. It's strange. Anyways, and then, um, but there's also the Christmas show true. again, which only has Cody and Sammy on it at the moment, and will also just be an hour long. <laughs> that would be so funny if that was just those two guys. Yeah. That would be the most Cody thing in the yeah, world. Yeah, he's just like, you know what? I can go an hour too. <laughs> Cody's going to bring back the cage on a cage. You know, a I cage. don't care. The, the WCW triple tower cage or whatever yeah. that was called. I'd be so hyped for that. It'd be awesome. As a kid, I, I never I got hate... to watch it, but yeah. I dreamt of that thing. Yeah. They, I had fever dreams of that cage. They never did it good. In WCW because that was late, late WCW at the time. So, uh, if we're thinking of the same cage, but um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So that was they late. They did WCW. do it in Ready to Rumble, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the cage I'm thinking of. So that was super late WCW, but I could see AEW actually making it work. Yes, I think that I th- I want them to do it. Please yeah, bring it back. It would be so much fun. Yeah. What's even the? How do you even win it? You have to get to the top. I think that you have to fight your way to the top. I don't know. I remember the second cage having all the weapons in it. I think you had to go all the way to the top and then come back down and then go out the front door. I don't know. It's really weird. <laughs> That's so silly. Yeah. It's so silly. Mm-hmm. It's a gimmick within a gimmick within a gimmick. Yeah. That's Vince Russo. That's Russo. WCW yeah. was just, let's just cram as much crap in here as we can the the one good thing 
from his era near the end was just having um the chairman mm-hmm. um what's his name oh crap Laparka. Laparka, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Laparka going out there doing the doing the dance, hitting fucking Goldberg in the head, and then getting yeah. speared out of yeah. his shoes. Yeah, <laughs> his jaunty little dance before getting mm-hmm. speared. But oh. that the only like, I mean, Russo he attempted to give everyone a storyline. At least they were all crap, but he tried. <laughs> yes, yes, he did. I mean, he had a uh, he let he let um oh shit I forget his name. Um, the guy that innovated everything. Oh, Canyon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he let Canyon do a lot. Oh, yeah. Which was positively cool. Canyon when he was imitating DDP is to this yes. day still some of the funniest stuff I've ever seen in wrestling. Exactly. And just that, diamond cutter random people backstage. And that's what I mean. He let he let Canyon run around and do his thing. Yeah. So I, the, I appreciate that. Yeah, he's the first guy to give Booker T a, a singles push too, which was cool. So I mean, he yeah. did some good stuff, but just yeah, it was too much other crap that that people yeah, yeah, yeah. look back on. But now we're talking about Vince Russo, so we should yes, probably... uh, yeah, <laughs> the, uh, that, that's a wrap. Yeah, yeah. See, bye.